Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Box Trek. I am your host, Matt Brady, joined once again by Adam AT. Adam, I think you changed your, not your Twitter handle, maybe your Instagram. And I was kind of just like tearing myself a new hole there because, but there's a story behind it though, because it actually has some legitimacy to it. I swear to God, because before my school shut down because of this whole mess, right? We're in, yeah, you know, I was doing a college radio show for anyone that's listened to the show you've probably heard me talk about it and i just got to like these crazy antics of starting to like howl on the radio and stuff like that and i have a beard and it was cool because not not a lot of people but some people were beginning to approach me and other people listening you know like like any friends or family that would like listen online would tell me that they'd call, start calling me Wolfman. So I, I t- changed my Instagram handle to Wolfman Jams nice. because it was a little nickname that was starting to actually stick. And I was like, I kind of like this. I was like, so, so nice. yeah, so that's nice. it. But, I, but on Twitter, it is still King of Fuzz Style. King, King of Fuzz Style. I left it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I'm, I, I feel like I'm really on Twitter these days as of late. So I kind of just like I'm just gonna leave that. All right, there we go. So, so all right, so there you can follow, but it does it is ever changing. That's kind of a joke here is that Adam's always changing his. Yeah, and, and King of Fuzz Style stuck for the longest time though, and I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm good here. And then finally one day I was just like, nope. So here we are. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, today we are. Uh, you know, we've been doing these kind of series where we uh, each pick three games. You know, we did. Uh, I think we did ps1 we did snes uh, i think we did game boy advance or ds um and today we are gonna do playstation 2 yes so we each have uh three playstation 2 games i think adam you chose games that may have been exclusives i went back and looked mm-hmm. and uh, i think actually each game i picked was multi-platform i played them on playstation 2 but uh yeah so that's where we're at so i'm gonna let you go first uh, oh my god yeah. yeah cool um question though uh i i thought it, it just dawned on me like do you remember like the first game you ever heard about though for the ps2 like do you, we, do you like do you have like memory in your brain by any chance you know so i do um i remember when i, I it's kind of weird because i got the i got the dreamcast and that was like the big crazy jump for me. It was like, oh my god, the graphics are like so much better. It's like crazy. It was like mind boggling, right? Uh, the jump from like PlayStation One and N sixty four to Dreamcast. 
So I like wasn't really researching the PlayStation Two when it came out, and so it, like I really didn't actually hear of all these all these games are coming out. I just kind of knew, you know, like oh the PlayStation Two is coming, but didn't really know a lot about it. Um, and then I got one. My brother had bought one, and then he gave it to me because he was like moving to China for a bit. Wow! Oh. And so he gave me a PlayStation Two. So really, the first my first experience with the PlayStation Two was a game called Dark Cloud, which I've talked about a lot. I oh yeah, that. I love yeah. that game. It's a great RPG. So then the games that I really was researching um, when the PlayStation Two, I had had a PlayStation Two, but really started to look at all these are all the games that were coming out. Like four, kind of jumping my man. Like Metal Gear Solid 2, Final mm. Fantasy 10, um, and then, uh, you know, Adam and I are both big wrestling fans. SmackDown, just bring it. Which oh, is yeah. Technically SmackDown 3. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Legends of Wrestling. If you ever. Oh, played. yeah. Yes. I remember so, Legends of Wrestling. Sure. So the, yeah. So that was kind of my early experience with the PlayStation 2 and being like, these are all the games. Like, my cousin would get demo discs. And so, because he had like the PlayStation Underground magazine or or something, so he'd always get demo discs. So anytime I go over to his that. house, yeah. we'd always be playing these demo discs and be like, "Oh, this game's cool. This game's cool. This game's cool." And kind of, oh. kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of checking stuff out like that. And then I had another cousin who was like, he was a lot older, and so he was always buying like you know all the games that were coming out and stuff like that. So even though the the PlayStation Two was by far like my main stay. Um, for that generation, right? The I think eight, eighth or whatever gener- number number generation it was. Uh, sixth, I think. Six generation. Yeah, six yeah. sixth generation. Okay, the um, yeah, PlayStation Two. I guess the Dreamcast kind of falls in there. The Dreamcast is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it Dreamcast came out, it came started out a lot earlier than the other two, and so it had a lot of games that were on PlayStation One and N sixty four at the time. Um, and so and then you know Xbox came out later, and then GameCube. So. For me, it was like the GameCube was like where I was really like, oh man, these are like the cool things coming out and stuff. And yeah, there was so was there much. It was that, like all this sure. stuff. And, we, and then I got all the systems. And so I was like, oh, it's kind of mind boggling and stuff like that. And so, uh, but yeah, those those were kind of the games early on. And then I remember Kingdom Hearts was like, oh man, like, dude, you know, people seeing like some stuff in magazines. With Kingdom yeah. Hearts, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, Dark Cloud, definitely my first experience. Um, because I had like I lived in the country, so we had a really bad internet, you know. So it's not like you were just hearing what people were talking about at school and stuff, right? You know, right. So it wasn't like I was. It wasn't like today where you see a trailer and you're like, oh man, that's coming out, and you can go get you can get on you know faster internet. We had dial up. I mean, so I wasn't really like crazy researching it or anything. But yeah, for me, for me, Dark Cloud was my first PS2 experience. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, what was yours? Or is this your first game? Uh... Well, my um, well, real quick, the, the first game I ever heard about in the PS2 was a game I never played, but it was called Oni, and it was made by Bungie, oh, yeah. but it was published by Rockstar, mm-hmm. and it had like this very anime esque like kind of cover, and that's when I was kind of just like, whoa, I was like, and I, you know, I got to look at the at the the graphics and everything at the time and saw how different it was from the PS1, which was my bread and butter, and I was kind of just thinking to myself, this is gonna be huge. There was that, and um, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2, because I was a big fan of the first Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation, so when Metal Gear 2 was coming out, and I saw how great that looked at the time, I was like, oh my god. And I think that might have been the first game I actually did play on the PS2, actually. I think it might have been that. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, absolutely. Yo, Metal Gear Solid 2, I mean, that's obviously this channel's named. Actually, this channel is specifically named after an event that happens in Metal Gear Solid 2. So, I mean, Metal, I, Metal Gear Solid 2 is my favorite in the series. and yeah, I think yeah. it's my favorite, too. That or Snake Eater I'd have to pick. Yeah. But sometimes I just see myself going to Sons of Liberty, really. Yeah. Yeah, I love. I mean, too, I, I love. Yeah, Box Trick. So in, uh, you know, I mean, it, obviously, you know, you can... You, he uses the box in all the games, but it's actually only ever called a trick in one game, and it's in Metal Gear Solid 2, and it's when um, Raiden is going up to fight Fat Man. Uh, I think he's after he's beaten Fat Man, and um, you at one point you're running up, you run, you run up to the helipad, and you see Olga Gerlukovich, and she's on the phone, and she's on the phone with Revolver Ocelot, and she says, "I saw, you know, I saw a man in a cardboard box." And Revolver Ocelot says, "I've seen someone use that trick before." Yeah, that uh, I remember that now, right? Yeah, and so that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from—the box trick. Yeah, that's such a great game. Oh, but, so great, uh, yeah. Now going to my first game. Uh, surprise, surprise! It's a wrestling game, but hold on to your seats, guys. It's not WWF. Here comes the pain. Although. That was a great freaking wrestling game, though. This was a game that really, like, opened my eyes because it was a game I started to first hear about back when Game Boy Advance first came out, even though this was a series that goes way back to, like, PC Engine and Super Nintendo. I'm talking about Fire Pro Wrestling Returns, baby! Oh, my God. I remember when I first saw it, I was just like... Because I remember how it looked on Game Boy Advance, and I thought, wow, that looks really, really good for a Game Boy game. You know, that was one of, like, the selling points to me, even though at that time I didn't have a Game Boy Advance. But I had a PS2. So when I saw this and saw how updated the graphics were to, like, a 2.5D, that's, you know, that's one of the selling points. That's part of the charm for Fire Pro Wrestling. And it uses that to its advantage because if anyone knows the Fire Pro Wrestling series is... The real bread and butter of this game is the customization options and the way you can layer everything. So despite the 2.5D, you can pretty much create the illusion of that you created Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Triple H. Because that's what the game's all about. You create your own roster. You create you give them all of their moves and stuff like that. There's wrestlers like already pre-made in the game and they are based off real wrestlers but for licensing purposes they were just left with different random names for the most part so i mean if anyone knows fire pro again it distinguishes itself because it's based on timing and strategy like you have to think of it as an actual wrestling match you have to know when to use your lighter moves when to use your heavier moves um, there's even an option to hold your breath for stamina purposes, but when you grapple, it's like you have to watch the feet movement, and once your feet touch that mat, that's when you have to know you have to use your action to perform your move, basically. Um, but you can create, I think like over 300 wrestlers, I think, or something. There's a lot. I think it might even be more than that. But, um, you could also create belts, rings, your own promotions, as I said, uh, you could do regular matches, cage matches, uh, barbed wire death matches like they used to in Japan. So, I mean, not a real whole lot to say about it, but just for me, it was a good opportunity for me to, to like really open my eyes with wrestling games. Because now, despite its strategic nature, it 
it was arcadey. And, you know, we have Fire Pro World on the PS4 now and Steam. And I think that's really the newest arcade type of wrestling game we have because everything else was like 2K, basically. But, you know, WWE just put out that new game now, which I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. And they, oh, they made it arcade all right. But yeah. I'm not even going to go near that. Yeah. And I, that's not me trying to like bash WWE. Of course, I I love WWE, but it's that game. That's that's not what I I wanted. Right. But I I just love the charm to the Fire Pro graphics. I love uh, the idea of just being able to like create whoever you want. You know, you could have dream matches. You know what I mean? You could have like Kazuchika Okada versus uh, The Rock. You know, like two guys with a lot of like charisma, a lot of persona to them. You know, it's sky's the limit basically yeah you know um i mean obviously i i think most people argue you know no mercy right and they those Mm. they're very very fond of those n64 games and i think one of the reasons is because even though there's it's kind of weird in a way i think of smash brothers a little bit smash brothers on its surface is a very simple game but it's one of those things where because there's because you because you base the main mechanics around things that are simple it ends up having so much depth to it mm-hmm. that it's like once you get past the surface level you realize that underneath there's just there's so much depth so much customization so many tools because of because it because it's so simple i mean the characters in the in the fire pro games just like the characters in the n64 games um, I mean, they're kind of like, you know, they because of the just the way they use their art style, um, kind of cartoony, kinda, they feel almost more like action figures in a way. Sure. Right? That, that's, a, that's a good assessment. Sure. Right. And so, you know, because you're not trying to de- like if you look at some of the other wrestling games and the same goes for other fighting games as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be a wrestling game um, because, you know, you're because of the way that the art style works. It's a lot easier just to say, well, OK, here's a guy with like you know black pants with some some lightning bolts going down it and i'm gonna change his kind of face and give him kind of a mustache now i've made hollywood hogan whereas on like today's because it's so detailed right you look at like you know whatever the wwe 20 2k 20 or whatever sure yeah it's so detailed that you'll look at five people who've created five different versions of that and they all look good but they all look different because yeah. now you have to get your yeah. cheekbones lined up and the nose lined up and use this type of graphic for the facial hair and you know what I mean and so it's it, it when once you make it more complex if you get if you do it right it looks awesome but it, it's uh it's one of the okay, for okay for example one of the reasons I love No Mercy is that the characters share the same assets the created characters share the same assets as the regular characters. And that's the same with Fire Pro. Definitely. Whereas, that's, that's a very where, good assessment there. Exactly. So, like you say, here comes the pain, which, you know, a lot of people say that's the best wrestling game ever. Um, and even, again, if you want to just view this as, like, a fighting game, I think, like, you know, Soul Calibur 4 did this, and that's one of the reasons a lot of characters in Soul Calibur 4 look really good, because they share the same assets. So, but when you look at a game like Here Comes the Pain... Uh, I mean, Soul Calibur, just like No Mercy, I should say, in Fire Pro. Um, like, so here comes the pain. Your your created characters always feel off. They just yes. don't because they're not using the same assets. They're far less detailed. 
And so unless you're doing create a character versus create a character, it just loses um, that. It, it, just, it doesn't feel right in the atmosphere of the game. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's a fair distinction between the two, basically. Yeah. And I, I think in the long run, with everything you just said, it, it proves with a game like Fire Pro, or with anything in general, this is one of those cases where it's just less is more. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's an, and, and it got very favorable reviews at right. the time as well. Right. And, well, you know, another thing is, um, yeah, exactly. So another thing in the creative character is, again, as as we're talking, less is more in No Mercy, and I don't know about Fire Pro, um, but in in No Mercy, when your characters come out, they just play music, they do their move, and it just reads a title. It doesn't right. say a name. And so in a lot of the newer games, when your character comes out, you know, they have their entrance because they say a name. It's always off. Right. Because the voice, exactly. the voice isn't lined up. And even if it is, it just doesn't feel authentic. Right. And it's like, well, I want my character's name to be, you know, whatever. And it's like Matt Johnson. And so, you know, what I mean, it's like really awkward and weird because yeah. they, were, they were read differently. And so, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes less is more, man. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's see what you got, Matt. All right. So uh, I'm gonna start with um, my actual favorite game in this franchise. A franchise. Oh boy. A, uh, a franchise here that obviously made its name on the PS1, uh, and then really did well on the PS2, and then has subsequently just turned into garbage and gotten worse and worse and worse. And there was a new game in the franchise a couple years ago, but uh, just not so good. And that is Tony Hawk Underground. Oh, man. All right. So, okay. So, I mean, obviously, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. I mean, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, if you did not know this, go to Metacritic and search highest rated video games in history. And number one is what most people would probably expect, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. (laughs) But number two is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Oh, my God. (laughs) It is the second highest rated video game in history. I am not making that up. That is, it, it, you, can go to, this. you can go to, you can go to Metacritic right now and I'm look. Hang on, I'm bringing it up. Metacritic. Go to Metacritic right now and look. The highest rated video games of all time. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 has like a 98%. Like, not joking. Not joking. So. Oh, God. I'm so nervous. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, Tiffany, who, you know, who I used to, who used to, who used to record with yeah. the Zelda stuff. We went and looked this up. And we, we talked about an episode because we were talking about the Zelda, Zelda series. And Zelda's always ranked really high. Oh, my now. God. It has a 98. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at this. I'm not, I'm not joking, man. It's crazy. And it's great. Oh I love God. Tony Hawk. I love, I love the Tony Hawk series. And I think 2 is great. And so this would actually be like Tony Hawk uh, 5, I mean, technically. So, you know, there's uh, 1 through 4. Yeah, you're right, though. You're right, yeah. Yeah, so there's 1 through 4. Um, and then I think Underground 1 is really good. Underground 2 I didn't like as much. And then I think American Wasteland is like the last good Tony Hawk game. So in this game, uh, and I'm trying to remember if Tony Hawk 4 introduced some of the stuff, but this was the first that was really like a story. They kind of... 
just went away from that kind of you get into a level you have to try and complete whatever objectives you can like collect skate and all of this stuff so this was like a story but you traveled throughout different levels and so the story itself is actually kind of cool to you and your buddy you start out in this like you know joe like this like you know trashy town there's like meth heads uh and i mean literally there's like meth heads uh and you know you're I like think it actually takes place in new jersey in the first level. yeah i think it is i think it is yeah i think it's like yeah it is it is it's new jersey yeah and so it's like you and your buddy i think his name is eric i can't remember his last name but um eric sparrow oh, okay perfect yeah uh and so yeah so like chad muska you know another skater he's like coming to town to do a demo and so then you guys are like trying to become like pro skaters and get out of this town and stuff and so you're and so your buddy eric who ends up becoming the villain in the game is always like getting you into trouble or like copying your moves or like you know well there's like a skate tournament and he'll like not enter you but enter himself and so it ultimately ends with this like big epic skating showdown in the end. That uh, it's it's great, but you go out throughout the story and you go to, like different towns, uh, different different towns stuff like that, and you like make a demo and all this stuff. And it's really cool. It's a really fun, engaging story. Um, but the gameplay is awesome. I think it's honestly the best of the Tony Hawk series. I think it was just where like it they. It was like kind of the end of that arcadey style, right? Once they started to get into the a little more simulation style, because remember, Skate came out and like changed everything. So you look at like Tony Hawk Project A and Tony Hawk. Um, oh, what was that other one? Uh, Project Proving Ground, right? Which were like okay, they tried. It's when they tried to copy Skate, and I just think they they went away from what made Tony Hawk great, which is that kind of cartoony, over the top uh skating and so this is one of the last ones uh to have that so hmm. i think it's great uh you can like get out you can get off you can run around there's parts where you have to drive cars which is like but oh it, i didn't know you could actually do that yeah you can yeah you can drive a car it, they don't control very well which is fine oh, like, okay. they, they can they control like just well enough to work um and it, it kept with it kept with the great uh, you know, there's like secret secret stuff you could unlock at the end. Um, in this game, you could unlock Gene Simmons. You're fine, the, like the and you could play as Gene Simmons. Uh, and you get to go to a Kiss concert, and then there was a Marvel character because they had this thing going with Marvel. Um, you know, remember Spider Man is in uh, Spider Man is in Tony Hawk Two. I think Wolverine is in Spider Man Three, and Darth Maul is in one of them. Maybe Tony Hawk Four. Um, I think Maybe it might be four. Yeah, yeah, and then this one you could play as you could unlock Iron Man, which was kind of cool. And this was way before like Iron Man, like the movie or anything. So this is like way before that stuff. So it was just kind of a cool, you know, more kind of odd character to be in there, but it was fun. Uh, but you could create your own move, which was cool. You could like create your own uh, like oh nice kind of signature move there. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's 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 a it is a ton of ton of fun. I think it's I think it's honestly the best. I think it's I think it's the best of the series to be I mean two is so iconic uh two and one obviously are both so iconic but I think really uh I I think people might argue that in terms of gameplay and everything I would say this is this to me is 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 the best Tony Hawk game. yeah the first underground got a lot of good traction a lot of people were very very into it and it's just started to slowly decline after that I feel but I I um that's kind of like when I fell off of it though when the first uh, underground came out but of course it was still like awesome to see most of the things you can do in it 
and it was good to see people were still into it though but you know unfortunately they, i felt like that's where it would end my favorites personally were were the first two uh not even just uh gameplay wise but also soundtrack wise oh. you know it got yeah. me into a lot of like a lot of the punk music i listened to stuff like that so that I, i'll always remember those games for that you know it's it's funny too because i was doing some reading um a little while ago and i forget how i even came across it I was always under the assumption that Tony Hawk himself created the 900, but I was wrong. He didn't create it. He was just the first person to perfect it, right. actually. Yeah, I think people, so had, I didn't I know think people had been trying and trying to do it. I'm not entirely sure. That I definitely don't know, but he was definitely maybe like the first person to do it in a competition or something. And so, Yeah, do it successfully. Right. Right. Yeah, so I I have the pull, the full list up here. Obviously, one and two were just, I mean, amazing. I mean, you know, I, I Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, I mean, are just, like, so big. I mean, they changed, like, they changed gaming forever. I mean, they're, like, huge, huge games. Three and four, uh, I played, I, I didn't play nearly as much as I played, say, Underground. Um, and then Underground 2, I don't know. Some people, I've seen some people argue it's better. I just couldn't mm-hmm. get into it. And then I played a little bit of American Wasteland. And that was really the last game I played for a while. And then I went back years later and bought either Project 8 or Proving Ground. And it was just too much like, it was just it was just way too much like, like Skate. And so it just lost to me. It's like that cartoony aspect, right? Like that's what uh, I was kind of okay. made kind of made Tony Hawk for me is like, you're doing like huge jumps. I mean, ridiculous combos, you know, where you're skating, like, you know, you pull off combos that are worth like a million points. Cause you never touch the ground or you, you know, you can manual over here and stuff like that. So yeah. So Tony Hawk underground, it's, it's on, it's one of my top 10 PS2 games. It's, it's honestly one of my like top 20 video games of all time. I love that Holy game. I played wow. that game. I played that game like t- so, so many times. I can't even, I could, I could not tell you the amount of hours I have in that game. I, I honestly, honestly could not. So, so, all right. Well, uh, Adam, I will toss it back to you here for game number two. Game number two is an interesting one here, Matt, because it's not a game. I've had the habit of talking about games I've never played but have been very into, and this is one of those cases because it was such an oddball game that you couldn't find it a lot here. Like I felt like anywhere I would go, at least, on my neck of the woods, I could never find this game. But I remember reading a preview about this game in the old um, Tips and Tricks magazine. Do you remember that magazine? I don't know if Absol- anyone yes, listening yes, to the show does. My brother and I used to always buy that all the time at like a corner store and stuff like that. So we saw this ad for this game called Mr. Mosquito. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but it was this really, really interesting cartoony game. Very bizarre. So you play as Mr. Mosquito. Uh, it was made by... um. Ideos, I think, mm-hmm. yep. made the game, actually. So, you control this mosquito, and basically, you are following this one single family around called the Amada family, and you you have to watch them go about their everyday routine, because every family member has, like, a predetermined, like, path. So, it's a pattern you have to follow, basically, and you have to suck blood from certain designated points on their body which are only available at specific times so that's why you have to study their patterns to make sure you get them at the right moment and you it's so it's stages 
and you have to get a certain amount of blood to beat each stage. But the thing is, though, you you have it's. I don't know if it's a sneak mechanic or if you would consider this a sneak mechanic, but every character has what they call a stress meter, and basically you have to get the blood before the stress meter goes up, or you have to do it in a way that doesn't make their stress meter go all the way up, because if it does, then they get irritated and they'll attack you, basically. They might, like, swat you, basically, or um, or, or just kind of just, like, try to, like, like, use their hand to, like, just chew you away so uh basically though that's really the gist of it and it's so bizarre because it's like you're watching the people are life-sized too Mm -hmm. so they're like they look like giants to you and i just thought it was such a very interesting concept for a game but when it actually came out well in japan it had like its little following like i think for a little while it was like their like fifth best-selling game like the week it came out but in over here like i couldn't find anybody that knew what the heck i was talking about well, when it came to there's it. there's there's some reasons for that one it is incredibly obscure exactly and two there's a kind of controversial scene in this game are right, do you know what are you familiar with this well i think it's i, I if i could guess right because one of the family members you can follow goes to take a bath yeah and you can suck like her a, blood it, while taking it's a, bath. a woman they yeah, never it's, sent it's like they didn't really censor exactly that moment you know what i mean so yeah it, yeah and so yeah and so i think that was part of its also distribution i think it faced a little bit of backlash and it's already kind of weird but yeah, I mean, I don't think they show anything or any. Uh, but it, you know, I think definitely like if you if you do an image search for it, you know, and you like, okay, I can see why this would be like kind of weird or whatever. But you know, I mean, J- Japan again, Japan is so different than the United States. So I'm sure that it did much better in Japan. I mean, I'm sure it did much better in Japan than it did here. I'm curious now. Um, let's go to eBay. And see how much Total it costs. Here. Yeah, yeah, let's see how much Mr. Mosquito it's probably it's probably is. pretty rare actually. Let's look let's this see up. Here. Search. Fifty five dollars is the first hit. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would just I would just emulate it. I'm sure you could find a a, a, a ROM or a ISO of it of it online. But yeah, hundred hundred dollars. Yeah, kind of yeah. So. It's funny though because the Japanese cover is not as cartoony as the U.S. cover. The Japanese cover is an actual foot with a mosquito on it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's, Japan. That's interesting to see. But, but yeah, are... I don't know. It always looked interesting to me, and I remember even seeing the bathtub scene in the Tips and Tricks magazine when I was a when I was a kid, like reading that, and my brother and I were kind of just like. What is this? <laughs> but, it's a, I, but I mean, outside of that, I think it's actually like a pretty, you know, because this came out early in the PS2's life cycle. I think it's actually pretty. Um, it did come out pretty early. It was June of. Uh, I think it's kind of like a te- like. Uh, it's pretty impressive, actually. I think I'd argue for what they did be, being a being a mosquito simulator. Because again, you say, sure, yeah. I mean, five years ago, you say. Well, I guess maybe five years ago, if you had said, hey, we're going to make a game called Goat Simulator in which you're a goat and walk around, I think people would have said that's dumb. And then that became, you know, I mean, that game became huge. I mean, everybody yeah, was right? Goat Simulator. I mean, like, all right. So, 
So, you know, say, hey, we're going to make a mosquito simulator. But, I mean, for the PS2, having, like, full characters walking around. and I mean, obviously, it's, it's powerful for that kind of thing. But I think early on to kind of show people this is the technical capabilities of the of the ps2 i mean then i th- i think it's i think it's kind of cool i think they they look good and stuff like that too so yeah kind of an interesting game yeah definitely i thought to myself you know what i i, I gotta have an oddball on here yeah so i figured let me let me let me try something that a lot of people uh don't talk about you know shine some uh shine yeah. some light on it yeah absolutely there we go all right yeah. man okay well uh on to my second game so this is a game that I played, and uh, this isn't the scenario that happened for this game, but it did happen for other games, um, is if you ever, like, you know, like, you're, you're going to get a game, right? And so you, like, tell your parent, hey, this is the game I want, and then they come back with something else. You know what I mean? Uh, I've never had that personally happen to me, but I've seen it happen to other people. Right. Exactly so, yeah, <laughs> so, like, I wanted WWF SmackDown 2, and my mom came home with WCW Mayhem. Oh boy! And, and then at one point, I and then I did end up later getting SmackDown too. And then there was another point where I wanted Metal Gear Solid, and my mom brought home Siphon Filter. Uh, and I you know, Siphon like Siphon Filter itself is a good game, but it's it's just not yeah. Metal Gear Solid. So right, uh, right. this wasn't the scenario for this, but it'd be like telling your parent, "Hey, I want Grand Theft Auto 3, and they come home with a game called State of Emergency. I remember that. So yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not saying State of Emergency isn't a good game because I think I think it is and I think it's fun. But I can think just think of people who find who have found, who found themselves in that scenario. Um, so State of Emergency is actually oddly enough, I think that that's what they were going for. Was it was actually it's actually published by Rockstar who made who made Grand Theft Auto. Um, but it's it's I think it's like they looked at. Um, you know, Grand Theft Auto, and they said, "What if we can make this a little more, even more arcadey?" Um, and so, it's like a game that takes place uh, in. It's actually kind of a, a, a funny scenario. Uh, the plot is in 2023, the United States government was weakened by an economic crisis. In response, the American Trade Organization, most commonly known as the mm-hmm. Corporation, builds a paramilitaristic force and overthrows the government taking over the United States and establishing a corporation, a corporatized totalitarian police state years later in 2035, an underground resistance named freedom begins a campaign of terrorism and soon sparks a national riot. The corporation declares a state of emergency and the game takes place in that city. So, and you're trying to overthrow the corporation, right? Um, But so, you know, uh, one of the first levels, right, is, is you're, is you're in this mall and you're in the shopping mall and you're running around and you can pick up stuff and you can use it as weapons. And it actually, uh, if you look at it now, it will remind you far less of Grand Theft Auto and it will probably remind you more of uh, Dead uh, Dead Rising, right? The the the, the, yeah, the, yeah, that the, was Cap, the, the Capcom game, right? Where you're in the mall and there's zombies mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, but it's definitely a lot of fun in its own right. I mean, definitely, it's definitely not Grand Theft Auto, uh, but it is it is it is totally arcadey, totally fun. I mean, you just can gun people down. You're running around. They I think they technically describe it as a beat 'em up, uh, like a 3D kind of beat 'em up. Um, but I don't know that I would – that's probably what I would call it. But I think in its own right, I think the game is a lot of fun. It's, it's, it looks good for the time. Um, it's really kind of fun, frantic gameplay. It's totally over the top. Uh, and that's it, – it, it kind of reminds you if Dead Rising were faster and you were killing regular people other than zombies. Hmm. 
I remember when this game came out, though, and I, I remember a lot of people actually really uh, enjoying it because it was at that height of the Grand Theft Auto 3 popularity, though. And I, I personally didn't play it, but I, I do remember it very well. And I remember people coming to me being like, well, have you played this, dude? And I was just like, no, but, yeah, but I, I do remember it. But I laugh every time I hear the corporation, though. Right. It's like so the original. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you're in like a mall and you have to like you're, you're, you're like you're like in a mall and you're a guy with like, you know, like uh, jeans and like a Hawaiian T-shirt. And you're like running around gunning people down all these like evil kind of cops. But there's like all these people running around. Right. And so it's like oh, it, may, it gives it that kind of like frantic gameplay. Uh, sure. Uh, kind of game. But I think and I think they made a sequel later, but I don't think it did. Uh good at all you know i don't think it did well at all or whatever but um i think it's fun it's it's totally a fun kind of if you're building your ps2 library like you're going back and you're collecting and you're kind of like you know what were some of these games um i think this is one to look at and be like oh you know this is this 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 was cool would have been cool back in the day and i'm sure there's a ton of people who uh you know got this and like they, they you know i could have definitely it's one of those games where when i look back and i say think um you so I played F Zero uh, GX, not GX. F Zero. I have played F Zero GX, but F Zero Legends is that what it's called? The one for the Game Boy Advance. Um, oh, like GP I, Legends. That's GP it. Legends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, GP Legends. So I played it a while, like about a year ago, um, and you know it's F Zero and everything. But I, I, when I was playing it, I was I actually got a little kind of like sad, not because like all oh, this game is like isn't great or anything, but it's one of those games where it's like. I was kind of disappointed that thinking about like when I had a Game Boy Advance that like this would have been a game that I would have loved to have like really played because, you know, like when you're a kid, you don't have as many games. And so it's like this is a game that I would have really just sunk hours into when I was a kid. And so I missed out on that experience. And so like this is one of these games like State of Emergency where I think about it and I'm like, yeah, you know, I played it like I rented it, you know, whatever. Um because I, I think my cousin had it. But it's like, oh, this is a game that I would have played, like, weekends on. Just, like, hours and hours and hours on. And so, like, I don't know. That's, that's some of these games that I go back and, like, I've played them since. So that's kind of how I get about it. And so just in thinking about it. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely a game you're going to hear, you know, definitely a lot of gaming fans talk about when you reminisce about, like, that certain uh, genre as right. well so I, I think that's that's a pretty uh respectable choice yeah on, on the list definitely yeah absolutely all right uh adam i'll toss it back to you man for last, last game yeah. here we go my dead last and you know what i realized actually this was another one of the first games i f i found out about for the ps2 and i remember the commercials for it and everything and i played this game a lot ace combat 4 Oh, God, God, yeah, my God, yeah. That was a great game, I always thought. Um, you know, anyone that's played Ace Combat knows it's it's basically a, a combat flight simulator. And I I first started with two. That was the first one I played, but I skipped three, went to four on the PS2. But it's incredible, too, how, how much of a simulation game it was like on the PS1 when you played Ace Combat 2 as well. And you have a variety of planes. I think in this one... He's coming uh, for Shattered Skies, right? Yeah, Shattered Skies. So you have 21 yeah. different planes. All actual planes that existed. You start off with the F-4 Phantom. That's actually one of like, my favorite like fighter jets ever. 
So that was pretty cool to start out as that. And you get better ones and you unlock different weapon types for them and stuff like that. Uh, long story short, though, for the story, uh, it takes Mobi place. Mobius 1, right? Mobius 1. Mobius baby. 1, That's yeah, it. Man. That's it. Megalith. I, I think Megal Megalith is the final level or something like that. It's where, yeah. I don't want to see your thunder. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. It's Megalith. Um, and there's Stonehenge as well. Mm -hmm. The uh, the, the uh, big uh, railgun uh, weapon that you have to destroy. Because, like, so the story is there. there's, like, uh, a nation uh, took over... Invaded one. I forget the the country's name. So let me look it up here. Well, yeah. It so yeah. Was... In the Ace Combat, in the Ace Combat series. So they Ace Combat. They live in a world called like Strangreal, right? Um, which is like a kind of loose based version of our world. Um, so like, there's countries that are pretty similar or something like that. But the big overarching story in the Ace Combat kind of universe is that at some point there's a massive asteroid. That yes. was coming to Earth. And right. all these countries, like, tried to uh, develop weapons in order to protect themselves from it. And some countries did, and some countries didn't. And so more often than not, that's what the conflict involves, is that there's these warring nations. Um, like, that's that's the story of Ace Combat 6, um, as well as Ace Combat 5, and I think think is also ace combat four uh and i haven't played seven yeah. yet but i mean they, they're all kind of loosely kind of based around that and they all usually take place in different countries i know there's like there's like uh, ace combat six it's like grace maria versus estovakian which is totally like united states versus russia uh and then it's like uh and then this one ace combat four is osia or maybe that's ace combat five no yeah yeah four is uh osia and um Eurosia mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. So so basically uh Eurosia though invades a neighboring nation and they take control of the Stonehenge railguns which were supposed to shoot down asteroids but they repurpose them as anti-aircraft weapons basically. They're like super weapons, you know, or um or a WMDs so to speak, you could say. Like they were just capable of a lot of damage and you play as Mobius 1. But what I love is the progression of the story, which it's told in like these, like anime esque mm -hmm. like um, slideshows in in a sense. Like it's all of like these just different frames of like this hand drawn like anime art, and it's of a man telling a story about the whole war. But it's revealed at the end that because I I was led to believe at first when I played the game, I thought this was Mobius one talking. But it turns out that this is a boy whose family was killed during the war because a plane was shot down and crashed into his home when he left. And it killed his parents. And he got a look at the plane that shot down the one that crashed. And there was a big yellow 13 painted on it. So it was Yellow Squadron. So he had this vendetta for Yellow 13. And it turns out that these cutscenes are a letter he wrote to who you play as. Mobius 1. And you see this, this boy's story unfold while you're out there fighting the good fight. And how he kind of falls in with this resistance movement. But he's just like a kid. So it's it's kind of like... It's just a very interesting look at a war-torn country, basically, from from a child's perspective. And meanwhile, you're just fighting this battle that he is viewing. But just 
the the gameplay is just it was very very tight like it was very very good for its time i mean i i really don't know how to describe it it was just so fluid the lock-on system oh it's great it's just it's it's amazing. If you're gonna play a fighter simulator game, you have to play the Ace Combat series. It yeah, and, and the Ace Combat series, especially, I think you know two and so the first one is called Air Combat, right? And right. It's, it's just it's it's cool. It's a simulator. The series really starts at Ace Combat two and then goes on. You have um, you know two, three, four, five, zero, six, um, and then there's like Assault Horizon, which you shouldn't even just it's don't even touch it. It's not worth it at all infinity which is like a free-to-play game eh, you can skip it too and then seven um and then there's like advance and x and yeah you can skip those too um so they uh, ace combat like two three four five zero six and seven all take place in the same world um and then there, it gets kind of weird because ace combat assault horizon i'll just talk about this really briefly the 360 and PS3 version is takes place in our world. It's a standalone game, but there is a 3DS version, which is a remake of Ace Combat 2. Uh, and so, whoa! It's worth, I didn't know about this. It's worth playing, and it's re- it's really weird. Like, and it's good. It's good. It's it's really weird. But it's called Ace Combat Assault Horizon, like Legacy. And then they actually did a new 3DS version of it. Remember when like the new 3DS came out and it added the other C yeah, stick? But it, it uses like some of the control. Yeah, it's, it's just really weird. But um, wow. like, I honestly can't even say out of out of the three on the PS2. I mean, six is my favorite. That's the one for 360. Um, four, five, zero, and six are just so phenomenal in like in their own rights that it's like it's in, it's almost impossible for me to be able to tell you which one like this one is the best. Um, like I just I just don't even think it's like really quantifiable. To, like they're just so good, but they're all so different and unique. Um, five and zero go together uh, because zero is a prequel to five, I guess, and also a prequel to the, to a lot of the other ones. Um. But my God, they're all just so amazing. I mean, like I think five has the best final level. I think five's five's final level is phenomenal. Four is like four and six have kind of very similar final levels in where you have to fly into the super weapon and yep. shut it down. Which I is remember like that. Dude. It's like insane. I felt, yeah, I felt like I felt like a combination of Independence Day and Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. doing that mission. Like, going in, it was just so, like, tense and, like, so extreme. Like, just flying, like, through and under, like, obstacles. I was kind of just like, oh, God, I can't screw this up. Very, very, like, tense uh, situations. Yeah. And it had a great, and it had a great, because uh, you could change the view. Mm-hmm. It had a great HUD mode in, like, first person. So it's like you're, like, in the cockpit and everything. You have, like, this big radar in front of you. It, it was... It was legit. It was very detailed. Um, very, very user friendly too. Actually, it's just I yeah. loved it, and I loved nothing more than to just fly in that yep. game. Sometimes I would ignore everything, and I'd be like, "I'm just gonna fly, yep. just away from everything." Oh man, the mission briefing music! I can still, I can hear it in my head right now. Yeah, it's so great. I'll layer it. I'll layer it in because it's great. Yeah, it's and it and it still looks good too. It does. It does. Yeah, it still looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they all do. I love the Ace Combat series. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite series. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's ah, it's so good. Especially, I mean, four or five, four, five, zero, and six, just in a row, were just like so 
phenomenal. Again, I think it's hard, really. I think I lend towards six because I think six has the best music of them. But five, I think has it's like it's like four was like the uh, an amazing introduction for the Ace Combat series on the PS2. I mean, two and three on the PlayStation One are great, but they're on the PS One, and it's just like such Which a Right. It's, it's impressive it, for its time, but then you have this. Exactly. Then you jump up to this and it's just night it's just night and day difference. I mean it's just like oh my god. I mean it's just it's It's, it's just... funny because I was playing two a little while ago and I just again I thought to myself, I can't believe how well and how fluid this plays for a PS one game. And not to mention the fact that they put such complex levels in it. Like there's a level where you have to fly through a canyon and you can't go above the canyon because you'll get shot down. So you have to fly underneath the canyon and sometimes and you have to make sure you get every target and if you don't you have to turn around mm -hmm. in this thing and the fact that they made sections to make that even like remotely possible i it's just this this even for a ps1 game the graphics might look dated but because of the gameplay alone is so good that gives it that replay value mm -hmm. because it handles so well yeah 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 absolutely i mean the entire series is the entire series is amazing four i mean i think four is pro i mean if i i think if you did a, if you ran a poll i think i think people would say four is the best because that's like their first memory of it on the playstation 2 i mean i think i think four would probably win a poll for best ace combat in this in the mm. franchise um i think five is probably the best uh five's ending is sick like i heard lots of great things about five i didn't uh, play it though but. yeah so i mean like you know a lot of the regular games a lot of it's very similar i mean a lot of it's just different missions whatever um i think four's story is told kind of cooler than five but five's uh final like level is amazing so in five there is like i can't remember if it's a meteor or something but there's if it's in a bridge or, or some kind of weapon, there's some kind of weapon falling to the ground. And so you have to, while this thing is falling, it's maybe it's like falling from space or something. You have to fly above it as it's falling, like chase it down. And then you like, and then there's like a part where you have to get like underneath it. So you have to fly like all the way back down underneath it, like while it's falling. And so it's just like, there's, there's just so much more weight to it. It's an awesome, like final level. It is. That's intense. Sick. Wait, isn't that um I don't remember what it is. There's something called Rosgrees or something like right. that. Right. Rosgrees Rosgrees I think is the other is like the rival uh like Ace Squadron. Oh, uh, okay. Kind of like how Yellow Squadron was the Right. One yeah, so in every for. game okay. there's yeah, in every game there is like a rival squadron. Then so then like Zero is a prequel to 5. Zero like the the actual song like Zero, I mean that's like probably the people consider like the best song in ace combat so oh. the ace combat zero it's like final level is you are going up against like your buddy because you are mercenaries and so oh, okay you, and so you, you like go up against your buddy and like the song i mean just look up the song ace combat zero it's one of the sickest freaking songs like in video game history i mean it's just it's amazing um it's like this dude playing like flamenco guitar. I mean, it's like insane. See, that's the that's what's really cool about. I remember that even in Four's music, you oh, know, the, oh, Four the... had like this Four had uh, metal rock, and then you had like Spanish guitar going too, and everything. Mm -hmm. I was just like, this is just so good. Oh, the soundtracks, the soundtracks are phenomenal. I mean, 
it, the soundtracks across the board in this franchise are just outstanding. I mean, they are easily some of the most overlooked soundtracks in in video games. I mean, even mix some synth in there too. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. So good. Yeah. Ace Combat Four got a, a nine point one out of ten by IGN, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh yeah, it was it was it was insane at the time. I mean, it was like it was so good. It still is good. I think. I mean, four, they're all amazing. Like it's 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 a franchise for me that's actually. It's it's either they're so good and they're so close because they're so similar mm-hmm. that it's hard, I think, for me to honestly say, I think this one's the best in the franchise or I think this one's the best. Like when I look at other franchises like like Metal Gear Solid, I love all the Metal Gear Solid games, but I can immediately say Metal Gear Solid 3 is the best just because it I mean, it just Metal Gear Solid 3 like, you know, it ties in everything that the fans love it's like an amazing story it's gameplay it does though, i mean it's yeah. it's just it's it's the love letter to the franchise i mean it's it's just it's it like i mean literally the fact that that game is a ps2 game is like absurd uh <laughs> it's like it's it just, set the bar it, it set the bar for it, the series going forward exactly yeah and so but this even like legend of zelda like okay i i think it's easy to just kind of point to like okay there's like three or four zeldas that i think that most people are saying this these are the best ace combat i think is hard because a lot of it like yeah you're kind of doing the same thing in a lot of the games i mean a lot of the missions are the same you know go bomb these targets but there's just it's like there's just so much good around it like the the yeah, like the gameplay is fun. The stories are always engaging. The, the the music is always great. That it becomes a little more difficult because they're not so di- different to be like, ah, this is the best in the series. I mean, I think you can look at just about any of the games and say this one's this is the best. This is the best. Yeah, I mean, I because two, it's like for PS One, I loved, but there really isn't much of a story. It's kind of just like you know you're at war and you're just given missions and you just have to go take care of it basically, but. Four, I, I was just very attracted to the way the story was told with that, that kind of like frame by frame sense and just the, the artwork alone. Five, the cutscenes were it was all 3D animated and that was that was cool. Um, I hate Puddle of Mud, but they have the, the one Puddle of Mud song that I like. Right. Uh, that's it. Uh, Blurry, I think it was called. But yeah, but so but it was cool. And and seven, I I still need to play seven. It looks absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I I yeah, I I, I do too. I definitely I definitely still need I still need to play seven. I, I was kind of waiting, and so uh, I was just like, I'm gonna I'll get it because I want to get it for PC because uh, I, I want to experience all of all of its glory. So I'm just waiting. I mean, I'm sure at some point it has a, it has a VR mode apparently. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I wonder how intense that is. But I'm just Ooh, gonna get uh, it on my Xbox One probably. Yeah, probably Unreal Four. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. A lot of games are using Unreal Four these days, but yeah, it's great. I love, I love the Ace Combat series. I, 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 I want to do actually an episode that would just be like history of the Ace Combat series because I think it'd be that would be really, really cool. Yeah, I well, I just don't know. I don't know why they changed the name from uh, Air Combat to Ace Combat. Though, is that like just a, a translation thing? Yeah, kind of like with Dragon I Quest. I think they just thought. It, like... I think they just thought it was a better name. Well, it's also like Soul Calibur. The first Soul Calibur was Soul, Soul Edge. Then Edge. you had Soul Calibur. Then Soul Calibur Two. Yeah. So, like, they did that kind of weird as well. Because even though, because when you think about it, the first game titled Soul Calibur is technically Soul Calibur Two. When you kind of think about it. Yes. But yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Right. It's weird. So, all right. Well, Adam. Hey, man great conversation as always man always so much fun to get in here and dive down uh 
you know, memory lane, talk about some of these, some of our favorite games. So, um, Before we go, though, I don't think we got to your third, did we? Oh, my God. I still have <laughs> I was about to say, wait a minute. About. Well, like, I was talking was about like, Ace Combat. So, yeah, you <laughs> we, were right, yeah, we man. We really got into that one. Woo, like, jump, jump in the gun there because I was just – because I kind of took over there and was talking about Ace Combat. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. Jeez, man, I still have one more game. Okay, well, it's not going to be nearly it. as – it's going to be nearly as epic as uh, Ace Combat here. But, okay, my third and now final game is – NFL Street. So I love. Oh, I remember these games. I loved the NFL Blitz games. I thought they were fun. They were frantic. They were hilarious. So then a great EA actually came out and did something good. They said, let's kind of continue these games. And they came out with EA Sports Big. If you remember, that was always like the, the logo thing that came on. It was like Big, right? Um, and we got like NBA Street, and there was like a FIFA Street, and NFL Street. Um, all of them were great, but I am uh, definitely a big football fan. I loved NFL Street. It was a great kind of continuation of the Blitz series, um, except now they kind of added some style points. And one of the things I thought was cool was just like the team builder. It was seven on seven. Uh, you played offense and defense, so that would cause you to be like, all right, I really got to kind of think about how I want these guys to play, you know. So uh, more so than basketball because, you know, I think basketball is just a little bit easier because everybody plays offense and defense. So here, you know, it's like, well, okay, so do I, you know, I could pick like, do I pick like a defensive lineman who, you know, he can block, but he's going to be better on the defensive side, but, you know, I need him to block. Do I pick an offensive guy like – you know, do I go with wide receivers or do I go with defensive backs? Do I go with, you know, so they can't catch as well, but they'll be better on defense. And so I always thought that was kind of cool and just like a cool way to do it with it being seven on seven, because then you get into that team building aspect mm-hmm. uh, of it. And it was just it's fun, you know, um, but it's it's my favorite part of the game. Uh, they have like a story mode where you kind of go not really a story mode, but you just kind of travel around, beat different teams, unlock gear and attributes as you build up your team you could unlock legends there's a handful of legends but my favorite uh was they had a pickup game and so my brother and i would play this all the time where uh it would just be like it would be like a quarter of the roster and so you'd have to you'd have basically have like a mini draft so he gets to pick then i get a pick right or you know vice vice versa and so then it'd be like okay so you go through and say these are the players i want to play and so every time you played it was it wasn't like you were just picking a different team you were still you still had some control over the team you wanted to to build mm-hmm. right for like just for that one game and it was so much fun because it'd be like, all right well i could roll with you know this guy as i was kind of saying you know do i go do i go do i focus on defense do i focus on offense do i want to be a running team do i want to be a throwing team uh, and so you like, he may take this guy, he may take this guy. And so it really made, it was just a lot of fun. Cause it was, it just created a ton of replayability in the series. A lot of different options. I gotta say. Yeah. Know that these games had all that. Oh yeah, man. They were great. And it's so unfortunate because the, the, the street series in general, both NFL and NBA, um, you know, they were, they were really, really fun games, and they've just kind of disappeared, really. I mean, the Street Series, kind of a continuation of NBA Jam, right? You know, um, that okay, kind yeah, of... Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, that, that, kind, of, that kind of a series there. Um, and it's just unfortunate that uh, they, they kind of went away. They've tried to bring them back a couple times. You know, they recently had that. They recently had NBA Playgrounds. 
uh, which is kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like Jam, a little bit kind of like NBA Street, but it's that cartoony thing. It's what that WWE game is based off of. Yeah. The WWE Battlegrounds. It's going to be their version of the NBA kind of series. So, um, but yeah, the NFL Street Series, man, I really, really miss it and wish that, uh, you know, somehow it it could come back in kind of a, a fun way. I think that would be, that would be cool. But I think actually there are rumors that 2K, I think they're going to be making a 2K version of, you know, whatever they call it. There's there's playgrounds for the basketball. There's battlegrounds for WWE, and I think they're going to make a, a NFL version. So we'll see what happens with that if it's any if it's any good. I remember uh, NBA uh, Street being very very popular. To be honest, that was the one I always heard more about. So it's yeah. nice to you know see a light shined on, you know, the other side of the whole street series basically yeah and i think there was a fifa street soccer but i know if there I, was i definitely never heard yeah it, let me look that up i just want to confirm here i'm sure some people are like, yeah oh, it definitely was uh street oh wow they had a oh yes there was there was multiple uh st- fifa street games hmm. there was five of them no there was four of them so Okay, well there we go. But yeah, love the uh, love the uh, EA Sports. EA Sports big. They were they were they were great. I wish they'd come back. So anywho, all right. With Good that, yeah. uh, <laughs> now we can close up shop. Our, our formal goodbyes now. Uh, I'm like thinking to myself. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like. Well, is, I just got, are we gonna I, sign off? <laughs> I know we got to with Ace got, Combat. I, I got I'm so like, I, yeah, Ace Combat got me off track. So. In my head, I'm like, I gotta say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, great. So, all right, all right. Well, again, Adam, always so much fun chatting with you about video yeah, games. Yeah, thanks, man. I always appreciate you, you know, bringing uh, me on here. It's always a blast. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, guys. Well, um, uh, Adam, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, this whole deal <laughs> gets up on Instagram. Uh, Wolfman Jams, uh, Twitter, uh, King of Fuzz style. I'm not really, like, doing anything on there anymore, but, uh, you know, I'm there. Uh, I would tell you, to if you're in the Union, New Jersey area, to, you know, tune into 90.3 FM WKNJ, you know, listen to Rock Pile on Tuesdays, uh, early afternoons, but, you know, due to the whole crisis we're in, right. uh, I kind of got put on hold. So probably not coming back till uh, fall season, guys. But yeah, that's where yeah. you can find me. Okay, all right. Well, you can find me anywhere on the internet at Super Gains Bros. And guys, I have been hammering out a ton of YouTube con- content over on the Box Trick YouTube channel, so you can certainly check that out. I just posted a video today, like ten Nintendo Switch eShop recommendations. So be sure to check that out. Um, and yeah, you guys can shoot me an email at boxtrickgaming at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what you guys want us to talk about. If there's any games you think we missed, uh, any gaming memories you guys want to talk about, favorite series, can be anything. Let us know. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>